The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Down for the count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialana. It is down for the counts on ESPN San Antonio. I am Dangerous Dan Cialana. Not here tonight with my tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. He is still unfortunately suffering some of the effects of this crazy Texas ice thing going on here. I'm just happy to be here right now. Uh, Hopefully Brandon is not hanging out with Glacier from the old WCW days because nobody wants that. Is he still alive? I hope so. All right. Hope we still have Glacier. We don't need Rush Limbaugh, but we'll have Glacier. But taking, uh, we're doing the Freebird rule tonight. Tonight's tag team partner, tonight's special tag team partner, not from Texas, from a functional state of California. He is Mike Mayer from the Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. What's up, Mike? Happy to be tagging in with you, Dan. Uh, I'm just hoping that everybody out there in Texas is okay and safe and doing well because above all else, like that's just a scary situation. So hopefully everybody's doing okay. And to Brandon too, uh, like uh, like uh, like I said, I'm feeling big shoes tonight. But like I said, just hoping you're okay, brother. You know what they say about big shoes? Big socks. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, right. and this has been a great week of wrestling. Got some great guests coming up tonight. And Mike, oh my God, NXT. How excited, or maybe how upset are you about the breakup of the uh, undisputed era? The apparent breakup. Look, this was long overdue. I I think we can all agree that at some point, I mean, we wanted to think that um, it was going to be one of these deals where the Undisputed Era was going to go to the main roster. But the reality is that in the end, Adam Cole is the star of the group. And everything that I've heard related to Adam Cole is the main roster wants him up there. They want him up there now. And But Triple H has been so protective of Adam Cole because that's that's his guy that he wants like a sound exit strategy. And you've seen within the last four to five to six months that Kyle O'Reilly is standing out on its own. And you've got an opportunity here to maybe create another beautiful NXT storyline like they did with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And... Like, I didn't expect to see the heel turn where it was because I was kind of finally starting to buy into Adam Cole as a baby face. But I got to tell you, man, like, I I got a lot of excitement. They've done, they've had great matches on the independent scene in Ring of Honor. I I think these guys can tear the house down and lead NXT into the future. We'll see how long Adam Cole stays in NXT. But like I said, I think a lot of people are, are pissed off because everybody loves the Undisputed Era. But in the end, I think this is a good thing long term for NXT. And it's been interesting the last several months to see the Undisputed Era as like a babyface faction because typically they're right. kind of heelish. But when once they started feuding with Pat McAfee, everybody hates Pat McAfee so much. Right. So it's like you, you got to root for whoever's beating the crap out of Pat McAfee because that's just how things work. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing how this, this turns out. Um, I think NXT is going to be doing some great things. And speaking of someone who may be doing some great things, I saw someone just jump into our 
backstage here. We'll do oh. this live right now. We'll see if this actually works. We'll see if she can it's hear us. Radio. We'll see if she can hear us. We'll see if I don't see her on camera. Maybe she's being shy. Roxy, can you hear us? Hello. <laughs> now, Roxy, you know, maybe uh, maybe you're frozen right now. Don't want to turn on your camera. That's okay. We respect boundaries here. We're nice people. But first of all, <laughs> Roxy, thanks for joining us on Down for the Count. And where are you right now? Are you somewhere warm and safe here in Texas? Um. Yeah. So I'm currently in Laredo, Texas. Um. So it's like way down south. So it's a little warmer here. It's not as cold as all the other cities. Um, so yeah, luckily, thank God I have a uh, power and water and everything. So yeah. Did you lose power at any chance uh, any time this week? I didn't. Um, I so actually when I travel to Houston for Booker T's shows, uh, I stay with my aunt in Houston, and her power actually went off. But I just came back from there, so. All right. So you're in good shape here. Now, Roxy, you know, I've I've been probably the last year or so since I've been doing this show, I've been paying more attention to Texas wrestling and Texas women's wrestling. And if you look for more than two minutes in Texas, Texas women's wrestling, you're going to see the name Roxy pop up. You are 19 years old. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, my God. So how old were you when you won your first championship? Um, so I was actually 17 years old when I won my first championship um that was down here in texas it was the rwr championship and then i won the uh reality of wrestling championship which is booker t's promotion when i was when i had just turned 18. oh my god i'm gonna do a quick poll here mike mayer uh off the mic podcast uh when you were 17 years old uh <laughs> how many wrestling championships did you own uh a grand total of zero yeah, for me, you know, I, I've never owned a championship of anything, and I'm 40, so that that's amazing. So I, I, just, was, I was just a nerdy high school kid when I was 17, so you got one on me, Roxy. Yeah, I know, and you're 19 now, and you're, you're kicking ass, so do you ever find that there's any kind of, and I'm not going to start heat here, but you ever find there maybe is kind of some jealousy sometimes, and you're dealing with wrestlers who have been around for a long time, and they're like, man, she's 19, she's getting all this stuff done, but I'm, I've been here for 10 years. How do you deal with that potential jealousy that might come from other wrestlers seeing your success at such a young age? Um, so luckily, I I surround myself with people that just like uplift me and whatnot, so uh, I don't think I've run into anybody that you know, has that kind of attitude. But honestly, I just, um, I just focus on what I'm trying to do and focus on like my goals and, uh, you know, trying to get better at uh, whatever I'm doing. So I don't really like pay much mind to it. So I don't know if, if there is haters. Oh, well, but <laughs> yeah, I don't really pay mind to it. Always going to be haters, you know, right. so one right? person you do surround yourself with is Booker T over at Reality of Wrestling in Houston. Just how is it just being kind of tutored and mentored by a WWE Hall of Famer like Booker T? Oh, it's awesome. Um, it's it, I, I kind of like I had to get out of like the starstruck mindset, which was which was pretty hard because I was a fan of Booker T when uh, I used to watch. Well, I still watch it, but like when I was younger, um, so to be able to like train with him, I actually had been wanting to to train at his school since I was, oof, since I was like probably like 10, 11. Um, I remember I was like, uh, me and my family were like searching up wrestling schools and I came across that one and I was like, oh, it's in Houston, which is like not too far from where I live. And I told my parents, okay, 
um, when I turn 18 and I graduate high school, I'm going to move to Houston and start training at Booker T's. Um, but then I ended up getting trained earlier than expected. I started training when I was 13. And then uh, when I was about 16, uh, I started getting on Greyhounds to train at Booker's. Um, and then, yeah, that's basically how I got into his roster. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's still so cool to me. That's absolutely awesome. You got a question for Roxy here, Mike Mayer. Yeah, uh, Roxy. So I think it's so cool that early on in your career, you're getting a chance to learn from a two-time WWE Hall of Famer and Booker T. That's just amazing for somebody at a young age to start in this business and learn from a guy like him. But it, it's my understanding, it, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you've already been on WWE television, correct? I have, yeah. I was yeah. actually in a, the, the conga line. <laughs> Yes, the famed No Way Jose conga line. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah the famed conga line. So uh, my question for you is like being in that experience and getting to WWE television, what was that like for you? And ultimately, uh, did you meet anybody backstage? Did you pick anybody's brain? Uh, what was just what was that experience of getting on to WWE television at such a young age to be a part? Because that was still when we had fans. So yeah. what was that experience like for you to be in front of a live crowd for something just as simple as being in the conga line for No Way Jose? Yeah, like you said, something just as simple. Uh, it was so surreal to me. Um, it just being backstage and being surrounded by people that I look up to and like I've always aspired to be like was just so cool. Um, I remember walking out uh, from Gorilla into like the crowd and like just seeing everything and the fans and just feeling that energy was just amazing to me and it just it was kind of like just like a like motivation to like keep working hard because this is like that's where I want to be like I want to like walk out into this crowd like every week um so yeah that experience was just amazing we we didn't get to you're not really like allowed to really talk to the wrestlers too much um but a lot of them were pretty nice you know they would like say hi and whatnot but um yeah it was just a great experience we're talking to the prodigy the 19 year old prodigy roxy and i gotta ask you a question about aew i don't want to get you in trouble or get <laughs> anyone else in trouble but i've seen a, a lot of your fellow uh ROW people hanging out at AW. We've seen um, Alex Gracia there in the front row. We've seen Maddie Rinkowski. Have you had a chance to go you know, hobnob and hang out and network over at AEW? Um, I haven't. I haven't yet. Um, but, you know, I'm just doing my thing. I'm doing my thing on the indies. Um, you know, continuing to make a name for myself and establish myself as the prodigy. Um, and hopefully, eventually soon, um, they'll they'll take notice now roxy you know I, I was i was looking forward to meeting you actually about a year ago you were going to do a show here last february it was scheduled for um river city wrestling uh it was oh. called young guns three i think the show was i'm like oh i get to meet this roxy and see her in person this person i've heard about and of course the pandemic hit and rcw shut down but i know over at uh, reality of wrestling on houston at least for a while you guys were doing outdoor parking lot wrestling matches where people would park their cars and honk in approval what was it like doing these outdoor you know drive-in matches during the pandemic um it was pretty different not honestly not too different um because i when i first started i i 
I used to wrestle uh, for outside shows all the time. Um, so it wasn't anything like out of the ordinary, but um, I thought it was so creative of Booker to come up with that. Um, it was, it's, it's, so we have the ring set up and then people can listen to uh, the commentary on the radio in their car. And then, uh, yeah, they're like honking and all that good stuff. So yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Okay, I have a really, really dumb question about those drive-in shows. This is how, this is how my, my <laughs> no mind thinks. Well, well, we'll see in about 30 seconds here. <laughs> when I saw on YouTube those drive-in shows, I saw everybody park there. I, I wondered, like, where do the wrestlers go to the bathroom during those outdoor shows? So, Oh, so uh, there's, like, where our locker room is. We still have, like, our locker room inside. So okay. uh, the ring is set up, actually, in front of the Reality Wrestling Gym, the World Gym Arena. So... Yeah, we still we still get ready and um, all that good stuff in like our normal setting. It's just we take down the ring and set it up in um, in front of the the World Gym Arena. And Roxy, I have another um, awkward bathroom commentary because I actually had a chance to visit that World Gym <laughs> Arena. Uh, last, I think twenty nineteen. It wasn't for a wrestling event. It was actually for the movie movie trivia showdown. So, but it was cool to be there uh, to see that wrestling ring and to see that whole area there. But in the bathroom, I know there's a sign in there that said, I guess it was for the students there. It said, being here and training here is a privilege. And basically like, hey, clean up after yourself. You know, you're not a big shot. You're not, a, you, you know, don't act like you're too good to clean up. How is that work ethic in terms of like paying your dues and just kind of working hard instilled into the students there at Reality of Wrestling? Um, so the way that the training works at Reality of Wrestling is, I believe you, um, you can't get in the ring for uh, a couple of weeks. So like the first few weeks, uh, the trainees are, they, they have to do like a certain amount of pushups, a certain amount of uh, crunches, a certain amount of all this stuff every single day. Um, and then once they get past that, then they can start in the ring. Um, but yeah, uh, the trainees have to um, clean up, or actually, it's like all of us. Like, so we'll clean up before training, and then you know, pick up uh, after yourself after training. Uh, Charmel is like super big on like always telling us like turn off the lights as soon as you walk out of the bathroom. Right. You don't pay the bills here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So. Uh, we only got about a minute left here with you, Roxy. Uh, what up? What upcoming dates you have? Uh, events coming up? Um, I have a couple. Uh, February twenty seventh is a uh, New Texas Pro Astro World in uh, Houston, Texas. So that's uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend. And I'll be wrestling Danny Jordan, which uh, I'm sure people have seen her on AEW. Um, and then. I believe I have another row show somewhere in March. I have a couple of shows in March, um, but I usually post all of my uh, bookings on my Instagram. So you, you guys can follow me there and uh, keep up with wherever I'm at in Texas. And what's your Instagram name? Did my I sound so old? I sound like a dad. What's your Instagram <laughs> name? My Instagram name is underscore ROKC. Also, I will be in Florida for Mania Weekend. So, yeah, I got some good stuff coming up. Awesome. Now, before we let you go, 
you know, our, our friend, our friend here in San Antonio, Alex Gracia, she made some attention on YouTube because she called out Sheeta and she ended up getting a match with Sheeta in AEW. So is there anybody, any, any woman or man, hey, at AEW that you want to call out right now on the spot on ESPN San Antonio saying, I want to match with you. And if you don't take it, you're a wuss and you're a coward. Who you want to call out on the AEW roster right now, Roxy? Whoa, y'all are putting me on the spot over here. <laughs> Um, Come on, you got a so you got a little heelish nature so to you. I know you want it. I know you, I, I see Mike. I know she was thinking of someone, but she doesn't want to say it. I knew it. I knew it. Come yeah. on, Roxy. So, there's so many talented women on AEW that I'd love to get in the ring with. Um, Anna Jay is one of them. I think she's like freaking awesome. Uh, I'd love to step in the ring with her. Um, and definitely Sheeta. I'd love to to wrestle Sheeta and kick her ass. Is that what you're saying? You're gonna kick Sheeta's ass? <laughs> no, That's what no. she's saying. <laughs> I, I did not say that. Maybe, maybe. Oh, oh, oh. You know, I'm a little. You did it not say successful, it. Successful, Dan, and getting little, it out of her. I'm a little younger. You know, I got some. <laughs> oh, you're you're saying you're younger and 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 better at more athletic and better looking than she is. Is that what you're saying? Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I did Does not it, say that. Are you sure? You didn't deny it. I'm positive. Okay, I'm sorry. I want to. I don't want to get you in trouble, Roxy. This went by really, really fast. You're someone who I've always wanted to have on this show. You're kicking ass in Texas women's wrestling and uh, wrestling in general in Texas. And uh, we we're so glad you took some time to talk to us here on ESPN San Antonio. No, thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. You're welcome. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. You too. Bye bye. Bye. She's cool. I like that. I like her. Yeah, she's. I, I like her. She's uh, got a great personality and so young and already winning championships. So like, she's doing it the right way. Like working your way up at a young age, and ultimately, like she's already been on WWE television, man. Yep. At, at a young age, as a teenager, like future's she's bright kicking for her. ass. She's kicking she's, ass. Imagine yeah, yeah. where she's gonna be when she's twenty nine. My God, as a you, yeah, I'm telling you, if you've never heard of Roxy. You got to follow her on Twitter. Got to follow her on Instagram. You will be seeing a lot of Roxy in the future. I absolutely guarantee it. And I hope you'll be seeing more of me and my co-host here, Mike Mayer. I'm Dan Cialana, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. Not here tonight, but you're here with us. This is Down for the Count on 1250 ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, and on the go at ESPNSA.com. It is Down for the Count, your ESPN San Antonio wrestling show. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana, not here with my usual tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. He is, of course, again, once again, in violation of the ESPN San Antonio wellness policy. But I am evoking or invoking or provoking the Freebird rule. I'm bringing in Mike Mayer from the Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. How about Roxy in the last segment? That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Like I said, it's uh, for me as an outsider to the Texas wrestling world to kind of get to know some of the people that you guys are following out there in Texas. It's a great wrestling, uh, like just a wrestling state in general. So to learn about one of the rising stars in the industry, uh, just kind of doing it on her own. And like I said, like I said in the last segment, when you make it to WWE television, no matter what you're doing, like to do that as a teenager to me that's what sticks out and it's like it it's a driving factor for her and she's motivated to get to the big time it's like yeah just to do something as simple as being in no way jose's conga line like people <laughs> who were like i wasn't wasn't like 
Becky Lynch wants a rosebud, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like you look at that. It's like that's a launching pad for people's careers. So she gets to see people. And on top of it, she's learning from a two-time WWE Hall of Famer in Booker T, who has done just about everything you can possibly do in this business and is a native Texan. So it's just like she's got a lot going for it. I, I, I can't wait to see what she can do. Yeah, it's very uh, depressing thinking about what I was doing when I was 19. I definitely oh, dude, wasn't happy. I just definitely didn't have man. wrestling championships. Yeah. I wasn't being asked to be on anyone's interview, except with maybe the police. But no, uh, no radio <laughs> interviews about anything important. But what is important, though, let's talk a little NXT. We usually don't, to be honest, when Brandon's here, we, we don't talk much NXT because in terms of the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW usually takes our attention. And I think for in a lot of ways and a lot of weeks, well, basically every week, my routine, my Wednesday night routine is to watch AEW Dynamite live on TNT. And then maybe that night or maybe the next morning, skim through NXT and no offense to NXT. NXT is great. But in terms of comparison to AEW, AEW is the Wednesday night show that you can't miss. Do you agree, Mike? I would agree to that. NXT is to me, like if you compare it to like a main roster show, it's more, it's a more of a niche type show where you're focused more on the wrestling and the character work. Isn't like AEW. I kind of liken more to like a cross between NXT, but has a little bit more of like the Monday night raw and the SmackDown factor where there's a lot of more character, a lot more of the entertainment element. I'm not saying that these, are very like I'm not saying that NXT isn't entertaining like the takeover specials that they do every single time there there's never a bad takeover like it's just insane but when you stack it up against something like an AEW where they got these larger than life stars like Chris Jericho or a Cody or the Young Bucks these guys are known in NXT like you're bringing in like obviously guys who could potentially be there but you got the adam coles of the world but in in terms of that like you like i said i i like an aew more to a main roster type show and that's why i think a lot more people have their eyeballs drawn into that as opposed to nxt not saying that nxt is a bad show it's just well, definitely it's not for, it's for it's catered to a certain audience yeah and i think that's one thing i actually appreciate about nxt is obviously it's a television i want to say war it's a tele television battle not nearly as intense as the monday night wars so obviously nxt is aware of aew but what i like about the wednesday night wars versus the monday night wars is that these two shows aew and nxt competing they're not trying to just do these hot shot angles to try to just like let's just let's just get people talking and let's kick their ass and we're going to put them out of business they're not responding to each other's shows oh yeah maybe sometimes in terms of if AEW is doing a special show, maybe NXT will say, hey, tonight we're going to have limited commercials. But other than that, they're not really doing anything to really kind of be aggressive. Both AEW and NXT are saying, like, you know what? We have our show and we do what we do. Now, like I said, I always watch AEW live because I think that's the show I want to not miss something. Off the top of my head, and I'll ask you this too, I can't think of anything in the last few months where... I felt like I missed out because I didn't see live on NXT. Can you think of anything, Mike, that you, oh my God, I can't believe I missed it. I can't believe I it was spoiled on YouTube for NXT. Really, it's that's that's a great point because like even with some of these bigger shows that they do on free television, it's like even with how they did Halloween Havoc last year, 
Uh, they did New Year's Evil, like these made-for-TV specials. You don't feel like there's anything like... A, the last time I felt like there was a moment truly in NXT where I was like, oh my God, that's that's a great... was when Finn Balor turned heel last year mm. on uh, Gargano and Champa, and then the Undisputed Era, that whole angle. That was the one time, really. I mean, and they've had some their fair share of good matches, but really in this pandemic, it feels like AEW has kind of been delivering like the Kenta surprise at the end of the show, the Kenny Omega, Don Callis alliance. It's just like those things have stuck out. And like I said, NXT, I, I love what you said there. It's not like Vince Russo is booking these shows and trying to throw a hot bro. shot. At <laughs> the swerve, bro. The, the, the swerve and just trying to throw Triple H is sticking to who he is as a as a booker and as a promoter and isn't trying to just like outrate you know like he'll put on a match to like you know stand up against the other show but he's not going to throw out an angle that's just complete bs just to pop a rating or something like that that's not NXT style it never has been but back to what you were saying i i yeah there there hasn't really been in the it, you, you can't really count this Adam Cole heel turn because it happened on the WWE Network. It didn't happen on Wednesday night. A lot of these big things have been happening at takeovers and not on Wednesday night. Absolutely. And another big show coming up, not Paul White, but another big pay-per-view coming up <laughs> will be Elimination Chamber. That's going to be this Sunday. And when we get back from break, we will talk to a couple of uh, very knowledgeable wrestling gentlemen, at least in their own heads. I don't know. We'll talk to the outlaw John Roca and Aaron Turner from Strong Style, the wrestling show on YouTube. You don't want to miss it. This is Down for the Count on 1250 ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, and on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. It is down for the count, your ESPN San Antonio wrestling show. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana. Uh, I'm gl very glad to have survived the Texas ice copolix apocalypse. What's going on? My tag team partner not doing as well, but he's safe. Brandon Medina is safe somewhere in a warm, undisclosed Texas location. But we got the Freebird rule, so I'm bringing in, I'm tagging in Mike Mayer from the Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. Not a Texan. Actually, a Californian, a Californian yeah. on ESPN San Antonio. Who in the blue hell would invite a Californian, much less three Californians oh, to be on this show? Oh, I, oh, I feel like this is like a um, I feel like I'm being ganged up on here. All right. We got <laughs> not, not me, not me. We, we got Aaron Turner He's and the outlaw John Roca from Strong Style Wrestling. I'm sorry. John told me I was supposed to say his name first. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm right. so sorry. You can't mess that stuff yeah, up. Man. You're right. I'm so sorry. That. He Where's actually Medina? give me Medina bring it back in. no Medina you know what and, and I think John John told me he said you wanted your your square here to be bigger than Aaron's yeah. bigger yeah. than Aaron's and with laced with belts absolutely okay hey, you know. I could shrink up some of my size since I'm not the real host here you guys can, you can get more size if you all want. right yeah. you California guys you need to you know just yeah, I'm gonna get exiled <laughs> from Texas here and, uh, uh, so how's not just just real quick guys how's not being frozen in California, how's that going for you, Aaron? Well, I'm actually not in California; I'm in Florida, but uh, what? Equally, equally not frozen. I didn't know that. Okay, uh, that's cool. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, you got to tell me these things. No, just I'm sorry, I'm I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know I invited Florida man on the show. Uh, Roca, are you? You know, are, I know you were. I I saw you in person in Texas once, yeah. once 
And what? but uh, are you ever going to come back now? Now you you've seen that we're a terrible state that can't well, handle ourselves. <laughs> Listen, Houston is a great city. I had a great time when I was down there. If, yes. if we get to come back, absolutely. Once you guys figure this stuff out, and I hope you guys do, because so many people are suffering through this stuff. And you know, Vince is like, "That's a big state. You got to get the power back on. I need them to buy Elimination Chamber this weekend, for God's sakes." Exactly. So, you and know, you, you know, know, we need we need to fix our power situation by the time WrestleMania rolls around next yeah, year, twenty twenty two. WrestleMania is coming back the AT&T Center in yeah. Dallas. So that's going to be fun. But WrestleMania is a long ways away. This Sunday, we're talking Elimination Chamber. Roca, are you excited for any of these matches at Elimination Chamber? Yeah, of the two of us, I think I'm the excited one about this pay-per-view. I want to see what happens here. I love the Elimination Chamber. If there's one thing Eric Bischoff gave us besides the NWO, it's the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. And, and also I, the lesbian story, the lesbians uh, getting beat oh, up yeah. by <laughs> yeah. three-minute warning. The HLA, yeah. HLA, HLA come on. There was so many Wall classic. Rosie, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I think I scrubbed that. It feels like it was brain. yesterday. It's like I feel old. I feel old, like thinking about the, that. This actually got its own pay per view, and like the first match, Shawn Michaels wins the world championship, and it's like yeah. here we are now, and now we get two chamber matches. It's just, and they've changed the format. They've yeah. changed. Like they had a seven man match that started with. Like, it's it's amazing how this match has kind of evolved, and and turned into like just this launching pad to WrestleMania when it was yeah. just like ultimately like it started at survivor series and now it's got its own show it's just it's crazy like what 2002 and now here we are in 2021 and it's its own show i've never not i've never been disappointed by an elimination chamber paper. yeah never once the matches are always kick-ass do you like the results at the end maybe not but the matches themselves are brutal and i am I'm mad that there's not a woman's elimination chamber because those ladies have been killing it during these matches. I mean, do you forget Sasha Banks off the top of that uh, elimination chamber going uh, on top of Bailey and all them? Like, there have been some great spots. Uh, you know, uh, Alexa Bliss doing Twisted Bliss off the top of that area that they're in. Just great, great stuff all around. But we're going to get two awesome uh, male elimination chamber matches this weekend for sure. Now, but we do have Roka. We do have this match. And I know Aaron is excited about this match. Oscar yep. versus the apparently pregnant with Ric Flair's baby, Lacey Evans. Now, can, can uh, we talk about? Can we talk about this for a second? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to butt. What, I don't want to butt in here. Can we? Can we just talk about that segment on on Raw, guys? Like, do I, we have I, to? I, I I mean, it was just so so bad. It frustrated me so much. And like, congratulations to Ace, Lacey Evans on being pregnant in real life. It is mm. it is real. Uh, to her and her, her husband, Alfonso. We already met her daughter on television. We know yeah. that she's married. And so the whole angle is, the whole angle has pissed me off. It's not Ric Flair's that, baby. Yeah. It's not sure. Ric Flair's baby. I'm, 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 I mean, we'll have to get a DNA test to confirm it, but like, I, I just like Ric Flair being on television. I, I just don't think it's needed at this point, especially in a pandemic with all this stuff going on and his health reasons. But the bigger issue that I had with this, you're talking about the raw women's championship match that was going to have, it's it's still like it hasn't been canceled yet. Oscar's mm -hmm. the Raw Women's Champion. She was about the fourth or fifth most important person in that segment, and she is the champion. Like, what the what the heck is the Raw Women's Division come to? Like, it's just holy crap. Like it. That's what frustrates. I don't know how you guys felt about this, and I I don't mean to take this on a side tangent, but mm -hmm. the I think you do. This, you have yeah. you have a lot of Vince McMahon's trauma. I can well, tell. I know. We're, we're trying to talk, Mike, but you keep talking. Aaron, you tell him what you think <laughs> about it. 
Oh, let me let me talk to you, as uh, L.A. Knight would say. If L.A. Knight, Steve, yeah. man, come on now, <laughs> let me talk to you a little bit. Uh, so it's it's weird because Alexa or Alexa, excuse me, Oscar feels like she's been about fifteenth fiddle her entire run with that Raw Women's Championship. A few weeks ago, she was given an interview and they just cut her off and went to a video package. Yeah. Then they came back and she was like mid sentence, and I was like, what What are we even doing here? And then this whole thing with Lacey is just. I ha- I'm one of these people that saw Lacey Evans live. You know, I live in, I live in Orlando at the time. I go to Full Sail a lot, watch a lot of the NXT shows. I saw Lacey Evans come up. I'm like, all right, this girl, she's got so much potential. She's very athletic. She's got a good look. She's got a good story. I like what we're doing here. She comes up to the main roster, and she's been a wet fart ever since. And mm. it's just whatever. Not the good kind. And not the good kind. And whatever reason, she just can't get going. She can't get out of her own way, whether it's messing up spots with Bailey, whether it's forgetting to slap Charlotte to where she has to stop running in the corner and saying, please slap me in the face. Like we all saw that a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And now we have this pregnancy storyline where it's, Hey, I'm pregnant and now I'm gone. Yeah. I, it's well, just, well it's maybe Aaron, maybe Aaron and, and Roka from uh, strong style wrestling. Maybe I'm a little bit biased because I've had Lacey Evans on our show and I thought she was a very sweet lady. Yeah. I'm sure she's very she's nice lady. Not, yeah. Great she's role model. Nice. I, I know you country her story absolutely is great yeah her story's awesome she served she served our country and just seeing that kind of play out like and she's a, a loving mother to her daughter summer like it's it's like yeah you can differentiate the woman from the character but in terms of the ability that we've seen on television that's what i think is frustrated aaron and a lot of people like she's got mm. the ability mm, for sure but it's just like the way that she's been utilized and just the way that things have turned out in the ring and on television just haven't delivered to the par of being like a, a top level female talent in WWE right now. What we've so seen the, is over and over. Oh, sorry, Dan. We've go ahead, this- Roka. You can't <laughs> jump in Roka's way. We've seen this over and over again with these uh, wrestlers from NXT. When they come up as characters, it rarely ever works, right? Ascension didn't really work. What were the two dudes who were the strong men from the 1920s? Like those guys the didn't yeah. Yeah, the yeah. That didn't work. And Lacey Evans comes up as a girl from the 40s with the, the hose. And that shit isn't going to work anymore. The hose? Bailey, oh, you yeah, mean like yeah, pantyhose, yeah, not, yeah, not like Godfather's yeah. hose. No, no, no. She's got that line on her hose, which essentially is the hose from the 40s and the 50s. So that kind Perfect. of stuff just doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you. That doesn't work anymore because <laughs> you've got Bailey being real, Sasha being real, the man being real, Charlotte being real. Yes, they have nicknames, but they're authentically themselves, you know? And I think when you bring up a character like that, it doesn't really work. Even Oscar, who has the mask and does all this stuff, she's still awesome. And I think with Lacey, that whole character thing has to get completely thrown away. It worked for NXT. It doesn't work in the main roster. And until she gets rid of that baggage of what she's doing, uh, then she'll be able to step forward, I think, and really be powerful. Uh, And maybe this pregnancy comes at the right time to do a bit of a reset for her when she comes back. Now, someone who's done a reset in the last few months, changed character, gone heelish, is Roman Reigns. So I want to ask you, Aaron, uh, I know it's kind of controversial. Anything with Roman Reigns is controversial because some people just want to hate him no matter what. Do you buy this new heelish Roman Reigns, this head of the table, arrogant bastard Roman Reigns? Are are you digging it? 100%. I absolutely love it. I, I'm a guy that was kind of lukewarm on Roman. I'm like, here we go again with Roman and Roman, Roman this, Roman that. Then they start doing this head of the table stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. This dude has got more dimension than I ever thought that he did. I thought he was one note. I was uh, quite wrong about that. Even with 
you know, with Paul Heyman there, you're going to get that boost. You're going to get that mic boost. But I don't think that he's been so bad off that he needed to fall back on Paul Heyman as much as you would think. Paul Heyman does his stuff on Talking Smack that really hypes up Roman Reigns, but Roman has done a lot of the work himself. Uh, you got to give Jey Uso credit as well. That whole family storyline's been great. Yeah. The only real hiccup in the road of Roman Reigns so far has been that uh, I'm handcuffed to the lighting rig. I can't get off the lighting rig kind of thing. Like <laughs> yeah. that whole thing was a mess. But other yeah. than that, it's been it's been match was great. Yeah, the yes, match, was match was great. Counting to seven and then just stopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Essentially seventeen because the other ref was at nine before he got you know thrown out of the way. But other than that, I mean, the guys had no hiccups. I've loved watching them, and I love that he gets to face the winner of the men's chamber after they've won the chamber. Yeah, so, you know they're, they're, they're going to be all it's character. Absolutely, oh, so good. But John. question for you guys. Uh, yes. Sorry, so who's who's facing him? Because the consensus seems like it's going to be Kevin Owens again. Yeah, I've but, seen that. Uh, uh, the consensus seems like that. In my mind, yeah. what makes a lot of sense, given what happened on SmackDown this past mm -hmm. week, I think Cesaro should yes, win it. Yes, I like, I like I, where I think, you were going. I, yeah. I think Cesaro should win it, and I think Seth Rollins should cost him the title. And that enhances Ooh. the few, and, and, and that enhances their build to WrestleMania. Because here's the thing, and I think we can all agree on this. Cesaro, I'm so happy for that guy. Mm -hmm. He's got the one WrestleMania win that it got him nothing. That that Andre Battle Royal got him nothing. Mm, right. So it's nice to see him with this decent push to face a guy like Seth. It seems like that's where they're going with this. So I, I think he deserves to win that chamber match. And if he faces Roman at 50%, maybe they have a good little match and then Seth costs him. Like, I think that's where they should go with this. That, that makes sense when you look at the booking, right? If you're going to turn him face, which the attack by Rollins does move him towards face, him winning this elimination chamber match and then giving Reigns one of the matches of his life, but losing thanks to Rollins further reinforces him as a face and gets the entire WWE universe behind him. All of us who are wrestling fans, I think all of us can agree that Cesaro has, Cesaro has always had the goods. He's just never been 100% pushed by the company or completely given the chance to take the ball and run it on his own. He's always been saddled with Sheamus or some other situation, but having him be involved with Daniel Bryan and maybe even uh, you know moving past Daniel Bryan to do his own solo thing, this is the way to do that. Uh, if not, it is going to be Kevin Owens, and that's the end of that feud. Uh, but I think Cesaro is a great idea. What do you think, Eric? I think you're on the right track there, man. I was thinking that earlier today watching it. I mean, Cesaro cut that promo a couple of weeks ago on mm -hmm. Talking Smack where he really just laid in and got a lot of people behind him. Like, everybody's really always been behind Cesaro for the most part. So to see him get this possible shot, and I think you're exactly right on what's going to happen. He's going to take Roman Reigns to the limit, give him a better match than you would think, and then Seth Rollins is going to come out and totally screw this guy over. So we're going to really feel for Cesaro and want him to beat up Seth Rollins really bad. All right, before we let you guys go, Aaron Turner and John Roca from Strong Style. I want to do I want to do you guys give a letter grade, a preemptive letter grade, a prediction grade. First, Aaron, what do you think give a letter grade. What do you think this is going to be on Sunday? What letter grade do you think after all the reviewers and everybody looks at this, what will Elimination Chamber earn letter grade? I think depending on what we get out of a couple matches, mainly the United States Championship Triple Threat, which I think is going to be the stealer of the show, um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to give it a B, just solid B. It's going to okay. be a B, all right. And Roka, what do you think a grade will be given to this Elimination Chamber this Sunday? Well, I think if Charlotte steps in for Lacey against Asuka, 
And then, as as Aaron said, we get that triple threat match that uh, tears down the house. Uh, I think that's going to give it uh, a B plus. I think I'll go a little bit higher to say B plus. I think some. I think that uh, SmackDown Elimination Chamber match is going to be good, but it's going to be overshadowed by the Raw one, in my opinion. And when it's all over, unless the Miz, if the Miz comes out. And 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 uses and cashes in the money in the bank at this pay per view, then it's going to be an A. Then it's going to be, which would make sense because wouldn't that be something if Cesaro takes Reigns to the match of his life, and then Rollins interferes, and then Miz comes out and kicks Roman Reigns' ass and takes that belt? Wouldn't that be something? Book that it, Vince. That's money. Roka, Roka knows how to make money, right? John Roka, yeah. outlaw. John Roka and Aaron Turner from. Strong Style Wrestling. How do we find, uh, Aaron, how do we find Strong Style online? You can find it on YouTube every Friday on the Outlaw Nation Network. It is uh, on at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 4 in the Pacific Standard Time. Find us there. And, uh, you know, you never know when we're going to pop up with extra content. We do reviews of Dark Side of the Ring. We've done watch-alongs. You never know when Strong Style is going to pop up. So you need to subscribe to the Outlaw Nation Network so you can be up to date. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll be doing an Elimination Chamber watch along this weekend for sure. So come and Nice. Hopefully you guys will be able to sync your phones better this time because the last time I think Jay Washington <laughs> was like 30 seconds behind. He's bad. like, what, what happened? What happened? <laughs> so, it was really bad. Yeah. True, we'll we'll true. see what happened. Now it was still, it's still fun either way, seeing the reactions. It's actually fun watching the watch along. If you don't get, the, you can't watch it live when, after you watch a show and kind of like, you know, watch the reaction real time. Go, oh, I wonder how they're going to react to when this happens because you know it's going to happen. So thank you guys so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for joining us on this post-Ice Apocalypse Texas thing <laughs> going on. And, uh, man, we will watch your watch along this Sunday. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, thank you guys. Appreciate Peace. it. You're welcome. All right. Good guys. Check out those guys. Strong style wrestling. I didn't know I had a Florida guy in the show. I don't yeah, know if that's allowed. He thought he was a California guy, and I guess he's in Florida. Nah. So. We- Aaron, you no, we love do, you can pretty much you can pretty much do anything in florida i, mean, I think so i think so and, and remember florida uh vince mcmahon last year during the pandemic when it started he was able to convince the florida government that wrestling was an essential business it was the biggest wrestling work in the history of wrestling well i'm dangerous dan cialana here with my fill-in tag team partner mike mayer from off the mic podcast this is down for the count on 1250 espn san antonio 94.5 fm and on the go at espnsa.com slash wrestling It is down for the count, your ESPN San Antonio wrestling show. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana, not here with my usual tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. But of course, we are using the Freebird rule, and I tagged in Mike Mayer from Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. Now, how fun was it talking to Aaron and John from uh, Strong Style? Good, good discussion. I mean, good uh, thoughts. T- just talking about, like I said, bringing that up. We're talking about the Elimination Chamber. It's it's a great concept. I'm glad it's still around. And just to get their thoughts on some of the big picture things going on in WWE, the Lacey Evans stuff and what's going to happen in the chamber. It's just like, go give those guys a follow. That's it. I'm always a fan of anybody else. Like I, I love, I love filling in on your guys' show. Uh, just, I, I support any podcast around that's willing to talk about wrestling and talk about it. So it's just good to interact with other people who are just as passionate about sports entertainment as we are. And I didn't realize you had so much uh, Lacey Evans trauma, but that'll be another <laughs> another discussion for trauma. another day, perhaps perhaps with a counselor or something. But 
Uh, two I'm not guys alone who probably in that department. <laughs> well, I love Lacey Evans. I'm again, I'm biased because we got a chance to talk to her. She's a very sweet lady, uh, but someone who's not a sweet person. Two guys actually who are not sweet people: John Moxley and Kenny Omega. They will be involved very soon in a. Let me see if I can get this right. It was a an exploding, exploding. barbed wire yes. death match because we had the barbed wired steel cage match. Now we have the exploding barbed wire death match because Mike Mary, you can't just have a barbed wire match. That's oh, for yeah. sissies. I mean, come on. Well, it's that's, John that's so tame. You need, it's you John need to have Moxley an exploding barbed wire. Now, yeah. how does barbed wire actually explode? That's a great question. I don't know what AEW has got cooked up for this thing at revolution. <laughs> but the last time these two got into a match that was lights out and it was at uh, full gear in 2019, uh, that match was insane. The spots that they pulled off, I think they they had a suplex spot into like a bed of barbed wire. Yeah, These two guys are insane. And John Moxley in particular is insane. So there's no telling what the hell is going to happen in this match. Like I'm excited to see it because these two guys the two times that we've seen them in AEW have torn the house down. So I'm excited to see this. They don't do rematches. They they don't do rematches Damn. in championship. So I'm excited that they're seeing this thing through. Cause it's the most, it's probably the most interesting thing going on in AEW right now. You know, even if you don't like the whole blood and gut stuff, you don't like violent matches. I think a lot of people are going to watch this barbed wire exploding, excuse me, exploding barbed wire match. AEW coming up just out of curiosity, just to see what the hell are they actually going to do? Um, I know Brandon, my usual tag team partner, he's into this stuff. He loves it. He's a sick bastard. He loves blood and guts. The old but ECW Mike, stuff. <laughs> Mike, how, you know, we just got about a minute left here, but how do you feel about this, this, these violent matches with blood and explosions? Are you into it? I, I'm, I'm always in for like a, a good old spot fest and something that, because it's all about creativity to me. And to see these guys willing to do something different in a wrestling match, I've always appreciated like the ECW extreme style because it's a different form of entertainment. I'm into obviously those technical masterpieces, but it's a different style of wrestling and it's not for everybody, but like Brandon, I do enjoy it because like it's, a, it's something different to watch and to see the creativity of these talented performers just to put their bodies on the line, just to entertain us. I enjoy that stuff. Somebody who may or may not put his body on the line for you, Mike Mayer from Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast, filling in for my usual tag team partner tonight. Mike, thanks for joining us on Down for the Count tonight. Thanks, and uh, stay warm out there. Absolutely. And thank you to our guest, obviously, Roxy. Check her out. Find her a reality of wrestling. Wrestling out there, 19-year-old prodigy Roxy. And, of course, look up John Roca and Aaron Turner the strong style wrestling show on YouTube. Great show. Good stuff. Good guys. And thank you so much for joining us. This is down for the count on 1250 ESPN, San Antonio, 94, five FM and on the go at ESPNSA.com. <laughs> <laughs>